Hey, really quick before we get started, please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, and feel free to check me out on rhitch.com. And everything said in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions alone. All statements regarding companies made are strictly beliefs or points of view held by myself and not a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any securities. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Breakaway Podcast, where I try to take confusing personal financial planning topics and try to break them down into plain English for the everyday person. My hope is that these conversations, these talks will help you break away from your own financial confusion and end up on the right path to reaching your financial goals. I am Ryan Hitchcock, your host, and I am a financial planner with High Point Capital Group out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to the second episode in this continuation of lessons learned so far in 2022. Just to recap, you know, 2022, it's been a tough year for for everybody, investors and non-investors. There's headwinds everywhere, like I've been saying. Uh, lingering effects of COVID-19, rising interest rates, rising inflation, Russia-Ukraine war, stock and bond market um, falling, commodity prices rising. Um, and the economy, as I call it, is just kind of coming off a hangover. So it's been a lot to deal with. And in these uh, episodes, I'm trying to relate these things or conceptualize these things um, to us everyday people. Um, there's a lot of variables going on out there. So I want to pick three things that we can observe from 2022 so far in certain categories. And, and today I want to talk about uh, people that are mid-career. What have we learned so far if you're a mid-career individual? What are some observations and what can we learn from them here? Um, so let's get into them. So the first observation I've noticed for mid-career individuals is you need to have a backup plan. The observation here, a big thing I've seen so far is that people in this category, they have not planned enough for the what ifs or the oh craps in life. Now this is high uh, high level financial planning. Um, I'm talking about emergency savings, emergency funds, backup. Um, we've all seen extreme inflation this year, and in some cases, I've seen some families or um, couples have a layoff. And when you get this one-two punch, it's very hurtful for a household. So mid-career individuals or families need to um, understand they have a lot of responsibilities at this age. They have kids, they have mortgages, sometimes even helping out aging parents or siblings. They have a lot going on. So the main observation here I've seen is that what people thought was a good amount in emergency savings or backup plans just hasn't been enough. So what do you do? What can we learn from this? So let's just go back to some of the basics in financial planning. Um, traditional financial planning, you know, if you put your financial planning hat on, I sometimes say uh, you need to have at least six months of wages in um, emergency savings. So if you ever talk to me, though, um, you know I'm always saying cash is king, so I'm always even more conservative on that end and think you need to have more than just six months in um, emergency savings. Literally drive up money that you can go to the bank, go to the ATM and get. Okay, to take this even a step further, 
I think you need to have backups on backups in your financial planning. For example, let's say worst case scenario, you run through these emergency savings, this six months quote unquote um, emergency savings that traditional financial planners will tell you to do. Well, you've ran through that. What do you do? Where do you go next? So a backup plan upon a backup plan. What's your backup backup plan? Um, and here's what they can be. Well, Roth IRA contributions can be a source of tax-free, penalty-free money if need be, if you've met some requirements. Um, if you have HSA money, you can essentially pay yourself back tax-free, penalty-free for any past medical bills if you have a copy of that medical bill. So this is a little convoluted one and maybe refer back to an HSA episode I've done in the past, but this is a very unknown and a good source of backup, backup um, type of money to have. I also think lines of credit are good to have open in case of backup plan needs. Um, you know, then eventually you could go to 401k loans. Now the question is, are those good or not? I would highly recommend starting with those first ones that I've, uh, just went through. So that's all I have on uh, backup plans. Need, you need one. You need a couple. The second thing I've observed is you need to be diversified. In my previous episode in this series, I mentioned that you know the equity markets and the bond markets have both been down quite a bit this year. At certain points of the year, they've been down more than others. Currently, as I'm recording this, we're hitting our, our lows of the year. However, if you were to dissect certain parts of the market, and let's say, let's take the equity market for example, you know, the stock market, certain portions of this market have been down, have been down worse than others, actually a lot worse than others. Um, the tech sector has been hurt, you know, some of the high growth tech companies have been hurt this year way worse than other parts of the market. And I've seen a lot of mid-career individuals and families been actually over allocated to this specific sector. Um, just because it's been in vogue over the, and it's worked very well over the last 10 years, so this has been common. Um, so if someone was over allocated to this tech sector this year, they could have seen their portfolios down 40 to maybe even 50% this year. So that's a hard number to kind of come back from at any age. So what can we learn from this? I, I think you need to learn that, um, you know, mid-career, if you are this mid-career person or family, you need to earmark your accounts, earmark your funds, um, and you need to address your risk per those accounts. To keep it simple, let me, let me talk, about, talk about it this way. If um, you earmark your retirement funds, so like your 401k or your IRAs, for long-term investments, which they should be, then they should be, you know, in a well-diversified, well-allocated portfolio that rebalances on a certain um, time frame to give you the best chance of success over a 20 to 30-year time frame. Um, there's a lot of history and uh, math and reports on uh, the positive outcomes that this type of investing can do. Now, you can still be in all equities, but in this type of world, but you need to make sure, what I'm saying, you need to make sure that you're well diversified within those equities to protect yourself. Now, 
I love tech. You know, sometimes you might need to earmark certain accounts that maybe quote unquote are your fund money to be a little bit more uh, over allocated into certain industries or sectors like this, for example. The third lesson learned and the third observation um, is you need to be opportunistic. This is more on the opposite end of the last two that I've just talked about. Um, I've seen some mid-career people that actually are you know, earning more income that they have over time right now, but they're scared. They're emotionally charged on this stock market and the news and the negative headlines going on. Um, but what I hear, the observation is a lot of these people in this category will say, hey, I'll get back into investing and planning for my retirement when things get better, quote unquote, when things get better. And this is just in reality, the opposite of way of, of what you should be thinking. Okay, what can we learn from this observation? One thing to learn is that you should be happy because you have a long time frame until you retire, at least 20 years probably if, in my thinking. If you're in your mid-40s, you have at least until you're 65-ish until you retire. Um, another good thing is that if you're continuing to contribute to your 401k and your IRAs on somewhat of a continued basis. So if you're 401k, you're doing that bi-weekly maybe. If you're doing your IRAs, maybe that's monthly. What you're doing is your dollar cost averaging lower during these times when the markets are going down. So essentially, you're just reducing your overall cost of what you're investing in. And so when the market goes up potentially in the future, that just gives you more opportunity because you have more shares at a lower cost Another strategy that is more tactical is that when you see markets are down and down drastically like they are and have been this year, what you can do is you can fast forward your investing into when the markets are down. So let's say that you had a full year monthly investing plan into your 401k or IRAs, what have you, even 529s for kids, you're going to do 500 bucks a month into each of them or whatever. Maybe if you have the actual cash around, you can kind of lump sum that into one payment into or one contribution into all of your investments and take advantage of the markets being down. This obviously requires you to have that cash on hand, um, but it's a good uh, tactic to take advantage of downward trends in the market. Okay, that's it for me today. Until next time, take care. High Point Capital Group is located at 1200 North Mayfair Road, Suite 300, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53226. Phone number 414-253-4600. Securities and investment advisory services offered through SagePoint Financial, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. SagePoint Financial is separately owned in other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SagePoint Financial. Views expressed here should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned here. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. 
indexes are unmanaged and investors are not able to invest directly into any index. Sector investing may involve a greater degree of risk than investments with broader diversification. However, there is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio alone will outperform a non-diversified portfolio in any given market environment. No investment strategy, such as asset allocation, can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, information should only be relied upon and coordinated with individual professional advice. Ryan Hitchcock believes the information presented here is accurate and was obtained from sources that are believed to be reliable. However, Ryan does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information, and such information may be subject to change without notice from Ryan. Statements expressed by guests on this podcast are the views of those guests only and not of Ryan Hitchcock. Statements contained in this podcast may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on Ryan Hitchcock's or guests' current views and assumptions and involve known and or unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements.